Hello and welcome to the Video Shop Podcast about what you're watching, maybe. I'm your host, Cal. I'm your other host, Sam, and today we're talking about... Bad times at the El Royale, Cal. I don't believe you. Yeah, we are, no. Though, though no, we are, no, we're Cal. talking about First Man this week. No, Cal. No? No, we're talking about bad times at the El Royale, After Cal. last week, I don't believe you. I know you don't believe me, but it's in the title, Cal. <laughs> and if it's in the title, it's true. Hang on a sec. Just for the audience, Cal is just staring at the ceiling, looking... Looking for- up at the title. So that's how this works, right? When this goes out on YouTube? Yeah, because we totally <laughs> upload this to YouTube. Also, it's below you in YouTube now. Oh, hang on. Oh, yeah, I see it. Cal is staring straight at his feet. I can see it. Sam. Bad <laughs> says, times says of the Bad o- times at the El Royale. Yeah. I believe you now. Anyway. Paired with nothing. We couldn't think of anything to compare this movie it's, to. It's so one of a kind and, <coughs> and, and original and so different. And we couldn't be asked seeing a second movie this week. <laughs> Yep. Uh, so, Basically. how do we start these? It's been a while since we've had a uni movie episode. A uni movie. Oh, a yeah. uni movie. One episode. One movie episode. <sighs> spoilers. Oh, yeah, spoilers for Bad Times of the R.A.L. What did you think, Cal? I, I, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Bit long. A little long for how little actually happened. Yeah. And, and for, like, for there to be I so... I mean, a lot happened, though. But there were so few twists. It's like, the person you wanted to be the good guy was the good guy. The person who was obviously the bad guy was the bad guy. The person who was misunderstood and killed too early was misunderstood and killed too early. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, I guess you could argue... Um, what was what was the kid's name? Rosa. No, no, the, the, the bellhop. Oh, Miles? Miles, yeah. His, his, I guess his reveal is his a reveal. His reveal was great. <laughs> I actually <laughs> I really, really I really like that too. Because mm. it's revealed at the end of the movie that Miles... Because he's saying, I've done so many horrible things. And you're like, but what can you have done? You, you've masturbated, <coughs> and then it reveals that he's on heroin. And it's like, yeah, yeah, and he's like filming like people in hotel rooms and that. Yeah. But he's like, that's not even the worst that I've done. Yeah, yeah. Because for for him, the worst he's done is killed during the Vietnam War. Mm. Yeah, it was the Vietnam War. Yeah. Um, Because he was a sniper. Mm. So it gets to the end and you got all these bad guys and he just fucking takes them all out. (laughs) Every one of them. He goes full fucking Call of Duty on their asses. Just so easily. Because he he was a sharpshooter. Yeah. Because he does like a shot through the couch, which was great. That was great. And the guy... Like, there are two guys out by a car, <coughs> one dude goes down, second dude hides behind the car, pops his head up for a second, pop, dead. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Yeah, so that was great. He had a great reveal. And yeah. I liked his overall story arc. I-, I did too. And kind of the reveal of what he was and what he was, and how he was co- looking for redemption through the priest, mm. who wasn't a priest. Yeah. Good performance by Jeff Bridges too. Good performance by everyone, I thought. Yeah. I mean, I wish he would shut his mouth a little bit. He seemed to just be open mouth breathing half the time. How? Like he didn't have a nose. <coughs> oh, yeah. How much on a scale of 1 to 10 did you poop one, yourself? 1 to 10, yeah. 1 to 10. Yeah. On a scale of 1 to 10, mm-hmm. how much did you poop yourself when he got hit in the head with, with the, the bottle. champagne yeah. bottle? Yeah. <laughs> I was proper sitting an inch higher in my seat after that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was a solid... My like pants brick. were filled, yeah. Yeah. It was like you got inflated <laughs> up. Gross. With poop. Um, 
Yeah, and like, um, it was sort of like, there were a few bits like that though that it was like, why did she do that? Yeah. And, and like, they, when they confront each other afterwards, and, and they eventually come onto the same team, it, it sort of just felt like we need a dramatic transition from this scene to this scene, and we need this character to be out of commission Otherwise, they'd leave together. Yeah, he was in the act of doing the bottle thing. I kind of got the impression that she, like, glinced it from her eye. So, she kind of... I think they confirmed that she didn't see it. (coughs) Did they? I think so. I don't know. Like, the explanation that she figured it out kind of worked for me. Yeah, fine, I guess. I Like, I was expecting it to be, like, he didn't take a reflection into account... Or something, and, you know, she saw it that way. I don't know. He wasn't, like, a master criminal, though. No, he was just, just like just a, a bank, bank robber. robber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who went to prison because he wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> or because he tried to do the right thing by his brother. Yeah. What do you think of the opening scene? Um, fine. John Hamm was good. <laughs> wait, wait, the opening scene? The opening scene. Oh, yeah, oh, with the, sorry, with the guy burying the yeah. money in the, in the thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. So, that, so that's what this is going to build around, and all everyone's going to be after it for all different reasons. And then it was just no, only, no. only, only Jeff is. But I, like I, I thought it was fine. Um, the people I saw it with, one of the person I, people I saw it with jumped out of their skin when he got shot yeah. in that opening scene. Uh, I was also taken aback, and I jumped a little bit when John Ham got shot. Yeah. Yeah. That surprised me, because they kind of said that he was the good guy. Yeah. He was the good guy, right? Like well, he was... sort of, because he was the government agent yeah. who was trying to get the film back. Okay, here's a, here's a good question. Well, it's not really a good question. I, I think it's it might be pretty straightforward who it is mm. that's on the film, but they never actually confirm who it is on the film. No, and I think the point is that it doesn't matter. Um, mm, well, mm. Cause I, well I, I assumed that it was JFK. Yeah, that's who I assume too. But, like, there is in... Con- not Congress, what's the big library? The National Library. Yeah. Of, of um, tapes of... Which are on record. Hmm. Which this might be in reference... To, it might be in reference to that, actually. Hmm. Of audio recordings of... Um, JFK having sex with someone. Because the FBI bugged his place because mm. they thought he was seeing a... They, they thought a woman he was seeing might be a spy yeah. and they just had a lot of sex instead. That's fair enough. I mean, mm. why wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't remember who it was. It was mm. someone. Yeah, I don't know. It was someone famous, though, as well, like an actress or something. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't really matter. Like, no information actually got leaked. So... No, and it's it's in the public record now because it was you know one of those declassified things. Mm. Um, no, no, but yeah, so uh, it's it's interesting though that like that's sort of brought up as a B, like B plot <coughs> thing of like, yeah. does it like, um, well, no, not really. I was going to say like, does it matter? But well, that's the thing. It, it everyone, doesn't. Everyone seemed to think it sort of does, but. But no one's priority. It doesn't matter who it is to as an audience. Oh, no, it doesn't no. matter who it is because no, that's specifically the, the point. Is that you don't leak it. Hmm. 
Like that, I think that was kind of the message there. That was one of the weirder elements in the movie. It was. You probably could have cut. Yeah, but it it added motivation for John Hamm's character to be there, um, and for like, because if Chris Hemsworth, like Chris Hemsworth, would have just come for the for the girl anyway. Yeah, but he would have stayed for all of the money that comes with having that bit of tape. Mm. Like the the money in the floor didn't matter so much. <coughs> Speaking of Chris Hemsworth, mm. less flashback on of him, right? Well, you didn't want as much of it. I think we got everything we needed to know about Chris Hemsworth's character from his actions, and therefore I didn't care about the flashback with See, him. I think, but it was also establishing just how broken the girl is. Yeah, I get that, but I don't know. I feel like we could have taken that out of my my experience watching the film wouldn't have changed. I mean, I guess... Like, I, I don't think it... I don't think it added... <coughs> enough to the runtime or anything to warrant cutting it either, though. But, I mean, the p- things have been cut for less, sure. I, 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 I didn't find that I was getting to the end of this movie going, fuck, this has gone long. I mean, I... I did a little bit. Just do the thing. Just do it quick. <laughs> I've done this the worst way possible. Yes, you have, you spud. What the hell are you eating? That's a strepsil. I should have lost into the side. Hopefully I'm not coughing less. Great. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think that there was too much added to the run. Like, I, I don't think that this movie ran particularly long. I did a little bit. Okay. Because we kind of got to where I thought we were wrapping up. Like, I'm like, this is the end game. And then we have another flashback. of. Then we have a flashback of Chris Hemsworth. And I'm like, all right. I don't care for this. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... Him and her on the beach didn't add anything. Could have taken that one out. That could have gone. Um, or it could have been like a five-second thing at the start of um, of the, of the second series of flashbacks. Yep. Um, also, it was a little bit sort of weird. Like, I don't know too much about, like, the weird cults that sprung up around sort of hippie culture... Um, yeah. in that time period. Like, it's... I'm sure there's someone who knows way more about this sort of thing than I do. This is... It is based on someone, um, real, who mm. killed, like, people. Yeah. It just... The thing that took me the most out of the movie was how uncompelling his speech was. <laughs> like... Yeah, in the flashback. Yeah, where yeah. he's just going, well, see, this is what happens, you know, society makes you play this game, so don't play the game. You know, because the game makes you violent and hurt people. Also, play my game that makes you violent and hurts people. Mm. Like, it just... I don't know whether I missed something or, or no, what. No, and that's it, the thing. Like, the flashback is pointless. I don't think the flashback itself was pointless, but I think that his speech was so poorly thought out that it didn't didn't work in the movie. And it just ultimately... Yeah, but again, like, that brief flashback you have of Rosa stabbing a guy... You get that he's part of a cult. Like, you understand that mm. through just him existing yeah. the way he does. But, like, it could have added a whole lot to the film as far as, like, just enjoyment goes of seeing someone who truly is that charismatic and crazy. Mm. Like, I mean... Why is Dakota Johnson always getting tied up in stuff? I couldn't tell you, man. I, I have not followed her career with any sort of active... 
She was, she, she was in Fifty Shades, the Fifty Shades. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, now that you say it, I recognise her. Yeah. Also, who cares? <laughs> no one. Good movies. No. no <laughs> Have you seen the third one? No. No one else has either, Sam. <laughs> it, they've added it to the pile of copies of E.T. for the fucking Atari. Anyway. <laughs> Stay down. Um... Fuck, what was I going to say? We should go character by character. Yeah, which we pretty much have. But <laughs> I think... I well, think we're that's s- that episode done. Great. <laughs> well, we're sort of up See to... You, we're up to... I can't remember her name, but the <coughs> the singer. Right. She was cool. I liked her first flashback. Because mm. it's the first time they're like, all right, we're going out of time mm. with the flashbacks. And it was just... It was different. It was like, here's just her trying to be a singer. Mm. It's not the FBI... It's not mm. some horrible cult. It's just her trying to make it and she's not. Well, it's it's an artist butting up against the industry. Yeah. And, like, that, that that's a compelling story from the time, like, in its in its own right. There will be... There, there are countless movies about just that. So, like, it's it was, it was nice... It was nice to see it. Um, but, like, it it established a whole lot of, like... Like when it mattered for her to step up and 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 uh, and assert herself to somebody. Yeah. So at the time, she <coughs> she didn't feel like her career was was worth it to stand up to that. Yeah. To that guy, um, but she thought her life might be worth it to stand up to this cult leader. Yeah. Given her chances of survival anyway, and I- she fucking stood up hard. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Mm. I like the game he played. Like, that was a fun... The roulette... Yeah. ...thing. Yeah. It's... And it was surprising when he didn't shoot Miles. Mm. Like, I'm like, oh, well, Dakota Johnson's going to be the one that survives this, right? Well, see, I I was sort of expecting him to... The, I, I had the opposite way around, because he wants the, the the sister who's manipulating his his love interest gone, so, <coughs> so that he can have her all to himself. Yeah. So, like, it's in his best interest to shoot her. Yeah, I, I got that, and that's why I thought it wouldn't. Because yeah, so then. rarely does the villain do what's in their best interest. <laughs> True. <laughs> I forgot that this was a movie that was yeah, very good. But also, yeah, like the we had decided long ago who was who was going to survive. Like Miles had to live for his awesome badass reveal. Yeah, I mean even though he then immediately died. Yeah, but even then that was pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, it was pretty sad. And he got his, but he's got his little redemption moment, mm. which I liked. Mm. I like Jeff Bridges' character with the whole memory thing. I thought that was quite a fun element. <laughs> like, I was waiting for it to pay off, and then when it did, I'm like, fuck! <laughs> like, it was one of the few times when, like, the the payoff wasn't so fucking obvious. Um, but, you know, you sort of slapped your head and went, of course, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now, quick sidetrack from the movie itself yeah. to my movie-going experience. Right, cool. Love these ones. So I saw it at a movie called... A cinema called Kino. It's a palace cinema in the city. Right. In Melbourne. Movie ticket and a bottle of water, $19. Okay, yeah. That's not even the price of a ticket at one of the major chains. <laughs> um, Small cinema, though. Mm. Like, little baby cinema. Yeah. There's these two old people up the back. And I'm talking old people, like, struggling to walk down the stairs old, you know? <laughs> Fucking just chatting. 
Yeah. Um, there's like a, there's a labor ad for Daniel's, Daniel Andrews yeah, up yeah. front. Dude shouts at it. Mm. Like when it's done, he's like, yeah, if you're a fucking bully, this old guy, this old man, <laughs> this old adult man yeah. shouted at an ad in a cinema full of people. Yeah. And then chit chats throughout the whole thing. Leaves before the movie's over. It's checking his phone like a teenager. I swear to God, <laughs> if I have one more of these fucking adult human beings that don't know cinema etiquette, mm. I'm gonna have to just kill them. Mm. And I was gonna say something to... They were on the other side, so I couldn't, like... Normally I'll do a little whisper to them and, like, you know, a little, like, shut the fuck up. But in nicer words. Mm. I was gonna say something as I got up and, like, come up and, like, you gotta... That that was really un, you know disrespectful to everyone else in this room. Mm. And fucking got up before the movie was over and left, mm. making a nuisance of themselves as they did. Mm. I'm pretty sure they were day drunk. So <laughs> I, I I mean fuck it, I I've never had people like because I've had like <laughs> obnoxious teenagers talking through the film. You know what though? Every single not every single. Nearly every time I've told someone off in the cinema for being on their phone or talking, they've been a fucking adult. Yeah. And I'm like... It's like, get your shit together. Got, like, you're an adult. And you the, know the rules. See, I'm probably a little bit more lenient as to what I call a teenager. Basically, sure. like... Uh, like but I, I, old men, middle-aged women, like, they're <laughs> the worst for it, apparently. Y- yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that it's sort of... I don't know. It's people who... Don't go to the cinema much. Don't care about other human beings. Well, it's it's people who just... I think it's it's people who either don't really understand their impact on everybody else, like mm. just how annoying they are being. Ignorant to it. Or it's people who actually don't give a fuck because <coughs> they're going to die soon and they don't care. Yeah. And it's like, I sort of... I can, I can sympathise a little bit more with the latter, even though they have no excuse for not knowing. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like... Chosen ignorance. Mm. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Because, fucking, you'd think that, like... Like, because there have to be adults that make shit decisions who are idiots. Otherwise, like, so many factors in society wouldn't... Wouldn't exist. Like, it, the the fact of, like, you sh- you're old enough to know better... Just yeah. cannot apply to everybody. But, fuck, man. Like, you'd think cinema etiquette's pretty simple shit. And there's a big old screen that says at the start, turn off your mobile phone. Yeah, please. Like, don't be a cunt. Yeah. Just turn off your mobile phone. And, like, I've actually gotten into the state, like, I've gotten into the habit of actually turning it off. I've always done that. So, I, I usually just go, oh, yeah, fine, I'll flick it on silent or whatever. Which yeah. is also fine. I'll do that, I'll actually do that if I've seen a movie before. Mm. Like, but I want to be immersed. I don't want to be distracted at all. Mm. Yeah, Which is why when someone be. else has a phone out, I'm like, I'm gonna fucking do mm. you in. Um, and I used to be like, just grumble to myself. I'll now tell people to get off their phone mm. if they're on it. And most people will do it. Mm. Except that one lady once who like argued back. Yeah, well, I was turning it off as she was watching a video. Mm. Anyway, I digress. See, I'd almost, I'd almost pay extra yeah. to guarantee that there'd be no... Um, that there'd be no phones in the cinema. Like you hand them into a safety security box at Yeah, the door. you just hand them to the dude at the front, and it's like... And then they do a metal detector pat-down. Well, it should just be, there is a dude <coughs> who, 
who fucking like who, yeah who tips just, you upside down shakes you to everything well, falls out of your pockets I was gonna say somebody sort of like but I, I know that like that the that there are people who need to do other shit while the movie's going on but why isn't somebody standing at the front looking at the audience the entire time <coughs> Yeah, well, people will come and check, but they don't come and check regularly. They should be standing there in a black fucking smorf suit so you can't see them. And then they just ninja up the (coughs) stairs and go, give me your phone or get out. Yeah. Fucking, and then smoke bomb and leave. Yeah. Like, I I would pay extra for that. Oh, but you know what would would work better? Mm. You pay extra for not that. You get your cheap ticket if you hand your cinema, if you hand your phone in at the start. Yeah. And then your more expensive ticket is the one where you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And then no, like, the, the problem is then you've got to actually offer the product where, that no one's going to buy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not generally a great business practice. <coughs> I don't know. The US, some cinema chains were trialing phone sessions where you can use your phone. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. But, like, if you were going to do a phone session, you need to do a non... Like, you need to establish that all the other sessions, you have to put your fucking phone into the tub, and the tub goes into a fucking lockup, and then you get it at the end. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind checking the time, like, or, or even a quick message, but, like, up in your face, full screen brightness, mm. looking at a map, I'm like... Mm. If you have somewhere else to be, don't go to the movies. Well, and, like, because as people who go to the movies <coughs> semi-professionally, mm. like, we, we have to go to a movie, so there are other things that it clashes with. And sometimes that means we've got to do shit on our phone in the cinema. But you leave, don't you? Yeah. You, you at least go and stand, like... Around the corner. Yeah, around the corner, up behind the black partition. you check your phone, you don't... I was in a movie once and a dude answered his phone and he's like, yeah, sorry, man, I'm just in a movie. I'll call you back afterwards. Full hmm. volume. And I'm like, dude, dude, yeah, so do you want to just kindly pull your head out of your own anus for like... We have systems in place built into all of our phones specifically for that function. You hang up and then it gives you the option, <coughs> reply with text message, sorry, I'm in a cinema, is probably on the list of five things. Yeah. Or sorry, I'll call you back later. That's hardwired into phones. Yeah. It's fucking stupid, Sam. Get your shit together, human race. I agree. Bad times. Yeah. Good movie. What time code are we at? <laughs> we're, we're not even half... We're not even at half an hour. Because oh. I think that the, the trouble with this is, right? Yeah. We've seen a lot of crap this year. We this have. year has produced a lot of crap. It's been more bad than good, I think. Yeah. And I mean, this... there's been a lot of good, but it's more bad than good. But it's been a lot of good that you expect. <coughs> yeah, it's Avengers. Yeah, Avengers was good. Solo was surprisingly good. Solo was surprisingly good, but I'll put Bad Time as a better movie than Solo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, I didn't think Deadpool 2 was particularly good. No, I, I, yeah, I'd say this was better than Deadpool 2. I'd say Deadpool 2 is probably worse than Solo. I probably had more fun watching Solo, actually. Yeah. Like, I think Solo... The thing is, Deadpool 2 was fine, but it... But it was just fine. Yeah, exactly. It was just fine. Like, the, the thing about Deadpool 2 is it's always going to be disappointing compared to the first one. Because the first one was actually different. There was no other movie like Deadpool at the time. Yeah. And this one didn't do anything new. Which no. makes me kind of interested... Have you seen that they're releasing another Deadpool movie at the end of the year, right? The end of this year? Yeah. So there's two in a year. 
But wait, don't, what? don't get too excited. But what they're doing is, allegedly, yeah. they're releasing a PG-13 version of either Deadpool 2 or Deadpool 1 and Deadpool 2 together. With I am so intrigued. With additional scenes filmed with Deadpool and the kid who's now an adult from The Princess Bride and he's going to be telling the story but taking out all the violent bits is the idea. I love it. I know. That's hilarious. I know. Now I'm going to have to watch The Princess Bride. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So, and they released a photo of him and the kid who's now an adult. I don't remember the actor's name. In a recreation of the room. Yeah. So, I I don't know how that's going to play out. I I could very easily... Yeah, I could see that working quite well. We'll see see it for this. I think it could be a lot of fun. And it's it's different. See, I think that... (coughs) The additional scenes have got to be bridging the two. Or, I don't know if it's going to be both. Like, they haven't released an official statement. There's word it's just going to be the second one. Yeah, but why just the second one? Why not just the first one? Well, that's the thing. Do you do the origin or not? I mean, the origin's harder to do. Like the first movie's harder to make PG thirteen. I the think second so. movie, I think you which make makes PG-13. me think the opening scene will be Deadpool going, "This all happened, and then this happened." Yeah, like yeah, yeah. like it'll be the yeah. smallest amount, which I'd be fine with. Yeah, um, I'm totally fine with Deadpool being a PG thirteen. And character essentially. Also, you because his face is covered. You yeah. can redub most of the movie. Yeah, exactly. You can change whatever line you want. He yeah. doesn't have to say fuck. Yeah, and Deadpool can work within those restraints because he's a because he's a. And I think that was my problem with Deadpool too. They, they felt like there were no restraints on it. The first movie felt like it had restraint. It was mm. restrained still, mm. so it had to work within these mm. confines, which I thought worked to its. This one just seemed to blow out of proportion. The second one. It seemed like, yeah, the restraints (coughs) on the budget were gone, but the restraints on the storytelling... Also disappeared. No, well... I mean, because being able to use the Juggernaut, being able to use more of, like, the X-Mansion and stuff like that... I mean, that that was all good, and there was was some good stuff from that. Yeah, so so it opened up in that sort of regard, but within the rest of it, it was like, no, we've got to fit in Cable, and we've got to do these... (coughs) plot and universe things and it's like yeah. I, I don't care and I think X-Force will be better I think so because like Domino yeah was great yeah and um, yeah if they bring back anyone else like yeah. Brad Pitt for instance that's funny it's so funny yeah it's so funny but it's so hot in here um, yeah it's quite warm isn't it my back is sweating yeah because we're sitting on like leather chairs too <coughs> Like leather office. This actually ties in quite nicely. So we don't, we clearly don't have a like bad times is good, but there's not a lot to really say on it. No, it's just a movie you should see because it's an interesting story with fun characters that you get to learn about as you go. I'm sorry that we've spoiled it for you if you haven't seen it. I think we haven't spoiled it enough that you can't still enjoy it. Uh, Yeah, true, true. We've spoiled a lot of the big moments, but you'd still be taken by surprise by it. I think. Mm. Um. Because I think it's more... Bad Times is more an experience with characters than it is a movie that you talk about. Yeah, because it's... <coughs> that's sort of its approach to storytelling as well. Like, once you know what's going on, the plot's pretty simple and ultimately fruitless. Like, ultimately it doesn't lead to very much. Um, 
you know, it's cool to watch it unfold, but that's basically it. It's like a Root Goldberg machine. <coughs> You're watching yeah. this marble go through all these things and knock hammers that knock other marbles that move a thing along, make a little tune, and things yeah. go whiz and bang, and that's it. Yeah. Like, it's it's fine, and you should absolutely see it, and it's probably the best movie... Like, it might even be the best movie I've seen this year, besides, like, Avengers. Yeah, which is a different kind of thing. A completely uncomparable movie that will probably win a muffin by default. Yeah, it will. It will. It'll get... It basically has to. It'll get saddest moment or something like that. No, I... I, I, We don't want to spoil our our Muffin Awards too much. Well, this is two months away still. Yeah. Although I think we should do that for a New Year's Eve special this year. Well, because we were going to do the leaderboard this year and we never did. Nah, we just... Because we quit the Mm. podcast briefly. Yeah. Um, It'll be also good to... The Muffin Awards will be a good opportunity to... Talk about some well, movies. Ma- we maybe didn't. that's how we should fill time. Maybe we should look up how many what movies we've done and rank them all. Well, I was instead. I think that's ridiculous. No, that's because fine. That's we the haven't done that many. Because what I think we should do is talk about Drew Goddard, the writer and director of Bad Times at the El Royale. Sure. Because yes, you might be surprised. Then I don't have to look anything up. You might be surprised at the things he's done. Cool. So he wrote Cloverfield. Right. He was okay. one of the writers on that. I-, I liked the original Cloverfield. Yeah. Um. I haven't seen it, but I know people who like it. Um, as far as the writing is concerned, like, um, like, I'm, I'm mostly talking about dialogue here. Mm. It's one of the few movies that does found footage that doesn't seem like any of the dialogue's forced. Yeah, it's very naturalistic dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, so that was really well done. He wrote and directed The Cabin in the Woods. Oh, okay. Which you have seen, I right? have seen. I like Cabin in and the Woods. And it's very good. Yeah. And it has Chris Hemsworth in it. Yeah. And interestingly, I found it... Had a hard time finding a distributor until um, until Chris Hemsworth got big. Mm, so that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, and he co-wrote that with Joss Whedon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, he also was a writer on World War Z, mm. which is hit and miss because there were a lot of writers on that. Because thing- he shares that as a co-writing credit with two other people. I think the general consensus of World War Z, though, is that it's a fine movie. It's just not... It's disappointing that it's not the book. Yeah, because the book is insane. And the original script apparently is much better, but I don't know who wrote that. Well, apparently there's at least one scene that was halfway filmed that <coughs> um, that is much more aligned with the book, that actually yeah. covers... Um, Something leading up to the Battle of Yonkers, which is, like, a huge part in the book. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Drew Goddard, he also wrote and produced The Martian. Oh, cool. Um, which is a fantastic film. Yeah, And we, as we know, Ridley Scott directed it. Mm. But, like, so... A lot... Like, have you read the book at all? Uh, no. Because it seems boring. A lot of the funnier parts of the dialogue and a lot of the more charismatic lines... Um, are from the book. Are pretty, pretty accurate to the book. So I'm not sure what to take from that as far as this guy's writing ability goes. It but... means he can adapt because yeah. it's it's the thing with adaptation is adaptation is hard. Mm. Like it's hard to take the essential elements from a larger text and break them down and move them to a visual medium. Mm. Like that's a difficult thing to do. Mm. I mean, that being said, I think if there was ever a thing that was meant to be made into a movie, it was the Martian book. Cause there's a whole lot of stuff in there that is just him doing maths that you can just cut out. And once you do that, the, 
That's the, also a good example of why you wouldn't want to make it into a movie, though. Because so much of it is just math. Well, but, like, there's still enough left to make a movie out of. Yeah, which is clear, but that's not... That's compelling, yeah. yeah. Like, it's just that it's not like... <coughs> it's not like Lord of the Rings, where you've got to actually figure out how you're going to tell all this <coughs> stuff. Yeah. And who's... Who's going to be the point of view character for a sure. majority of the movie and stuff like that? Like, you don't have to figure any of that out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He was a producer on the two Cloverfield follow-ups. But then 10 Cloverfield Lane. And, and Paradox. Okay, yeah. Uh, but he had no other involvement in it other than executive producer. Yeah. Well, so, like, what they do... <coughs> Apparently this... 10 Cloverfield Lane's really good and Cloverfield Paradox sucks. Well, so the thing is, right... What they're doing with the Cloverfield stuff yeah. is a dumb way to make a universe. Yes. Like, taking scripts that can't be that can't be used for anything else, that, like, individual scripts that weren't connected... Yeah. Chucking on some Cloverfield bullshit... Yeah. ...and calling that a cinematic universe is dumb. It's interesting, though. Actually, I don't hate that as an approach, it, to look, be honest. I think it could work, but it's it a sounds good way... like they've half-assed it. Well, it's a good way to get scripts... That wouldn't be made otherwise. Made. Like... Yeah, true. Which is an interesting idea. Now we're coming back full circle, though. He was a consultant on Deadpool 2. A writing consultant. Cool. Um, and then he wrote, produced, and directed Bad Times at the El Royale. Um, and he is set to be the director and writer of X-Force. Okay. Yeah, I, I, can, I can get behind that. I think that would be fine. Because like, that... he can clearly... He clearly can direct an assembled cast. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Ensemble, for those who don't speak Sam. Assembled cast, yeah. is that what I said? Yeah. It's hot in here. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm going to get a, another drink of water. You Keep would. Talk into the microphone. Okay. What else has this guy done? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to read your phone. No, um, it's my phone. So, apparently, he's working on a thing called Nevermore. Nevermore, spelled N-E-V-R-M-O-O-R, all one word. That's weird. Um, I don't know anything about that. Based on a novel by Jessica Townsend. Um, and then he's also doing another novel, novel adaptation called Raids of the Broken Land, uh, based on a book by S. Craig Zala. Yep. So, I, I don't know what any of those are. But, um, if you... Yeah, like... Yeah, the... the um, <coughs> he's proven his chops with adapting stuff. Yes, very much so. And he's got quite an illustrious writing on TV. Yeah, career. yeah, cool. Anything so, I would know? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay, well, I know that that's meant for one, to be good. One year, 2002 to 2003. Cool. Is that like the start or the end? Or? I don't know. Okay. He wrote an angel for 2003 to 2004. So yeah. it'd be midway probably on Buffy. Right. He was a producer and writer on Alias. Okay. Which is another Joss Whedon one, I'm pretty sure. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, I heard that was good. Um... Actually, Alias might be Jay, Jay Abrams. Abrams. Yeah. Um, he also wrote and produced on Lost yeah. from 2005 to 2008. So I mean, that was compelling uh, enough to get everyone to give a fuck about a shit <laughs> show, so, um, uh, or a disappointing ending, I should say. He's the creator... And he's the creator and... What's this category? Executive producer of Daredevil. Okay. And he wrote two episodes, I'm assuming, in the first season. He's also directed two episodes of The Good Place. That's a good show. And he wrote one episode of Defenders, so... 
Mm. Yeah, but it depends which episode he wrote, because there were some okay ones there. Also, there's the hard part of no, because the writing was really what let that move, that thing down. There really, I mean, part of it was that there was nothing left to. Like, it was really there wasn't much to work with. The first half of the sea of De- Defenders, the episodes were fine, but the Foot is just really an uninteresting organization because they're just ninjas. But they're just ninjas whose goal is to get a. To, to do the thing, like, like it's to get MacGuffin, get bitches, get money. Like, there's no, there's no in-between there. There's no, like, I don't know. I don't quite get how they could have made that concept so boring. There's yep. fucking, there's dragons, there's zombies, there's ninjas, there's crime syndicates, there's a character that we've established that we like. Yeah. At least one of them. Um... So, I don't know. Also, I think just whatever Danny Rand touches is fucking toxic. That's fair. I think that is the case. Um, although, apparently, his episodes of Luke Cage Season 2 are good. Yeah, okay. So, that's interesting. If there's, like, a Heroes for Hire mini-arc in there, that'd be cool. Yeah, but I didn't watch it, because the I, first I season of watching. Luke Cage was boring. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I've said it on the air before. I stopped watching after Jessica Jones Season 2. Uh, he's also written some Buffy the Vampire Slayer comics. Anyway, so, um... Drew Goddard, he's doing quite well for himself. Yeah, it seems like he's, he's got, got a... He's quite a handsome boy, too. Look, he's uh, got br- a... Bring it a bit closer, my eyes are shit. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. For a rider, he's quite a quite a pretty man. Mm. Good on him. Mm. Very good. Mm. So, now we're sitting in about 40 minutes. Cool. So, so we th- have to fill in five minutes. Yeah, I reckon we can just pretty much wrap it there. Hooray! <laughs> um... Fish and chips for everyone. I feel like there was something about El Royale that we should cover, but I don't know. Tweet us what you think, because yeah, I I think I'd rather like if you have you seen it. What did you think? Tweet us at Video Shop Pod. Because if I'm gonna have a discussion about like it sounds like Sam and I basically agree on most of the things that were good and bad about it, which is how we get shit episodes of this show. So yeah, yeah, it is when we agree it's bad. Yeah, so tell us what you thought about when it's good and we agree it's bad. If Which is why dis- we should stop doing movies. Tell us tell us what you thought was the worst part of, of El Royale. In fact, Sam, what do you think the worst part of El Royale was? I think... Uh, I think it was Chris Hemsworth's flashback. I would have rather just know nothing about him and got everything implied. Yeah, Because when we learn about all our other characters, that's enough for me. And I- having the villain be the one... And not like kind of anonymous character, I would have found more interesting. See, I I would have rather just seen a little like if you're gonna get rid of it, um, just see a little bit more of the sister being terrified that he's on the way. Yeah, yeah. Like just that would imply have been, it all. Yeah, that would have been fine. Um, because by the time he was walking barefoot through the rain with a shirt half on him, I feel like I already knew him, and I didn't like that. And I almost wish there were a couple more characters. I felt like it was just a little bit too easy to follow. And like, that's not necessarily a problem. And I don't, I don't think I would really add any more... I don't know. It just seems like if a few more people had have, like had a story arc and had it come to a conclusion, it just felt like the the story arc that came to a conclusion was pretty much... The singers. Uh, it was the singer and the I priest. Liked that and kind everybody of else gets cut off early. Uh, yeah. uh, Miles. But yeah. he, he didn't really get a good start. Like, he wasn't really a main character. No, I think, though, I, I like the number of people. I think any more would have made it feel bloated. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's just my preference for TV series that wants 
a little bit more complexity. Yeah, which is fair enough, but is not. Yeah, like think thinking about it as a movie. Yeah, you're right. It's it it wouldn't have. Done it would have been. Too I'm just trying to think much. of anything to add here because I don't I don't think there was anything that I disliked about this movie necessarily. Like nothing no, nothing that set me over the fucking moon either. Just but. a little bit shorter because and only because it got to that flash. It got to the flashback, and I went, "Oh, another one." Mm. Um. And, like, I liked the placement of Miles' flashback. Yeah. But when I didn't want to... I went, oh, another one with his one. Yeah. And I wouldn't have done that if we didn't have Chris Hemsworth's two mm. flashbacks, I think. I wonder if there's anyone out there... Okay, there is somebody out there um, who went and had a piss just when Chris Hemsworth's sort of flashback started. I, I want to know what you thought of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Was it too long? <laughs> <coughs> what did you think of Chris Hemsworth's character? Oh, Maybe I was holding in a piss too as well and I was like, oh, I thought it was almost over. Yeah, because I, I definitely went and had a piss but I can't remember exactly when and it wasn't very long because I was yeah. right next to the toilet. Yeah, that's always right next nice. To the toilet. All cinemas should just have a toilet. Like, just... just in pit. the seat. Oh. No, Cal, that'd Ooh. be terrible. I mean... Because <laughs> you hear all the noise, Cal. I'd, I'd pay for that. No, pay you wouldn't. For that. And just no, throw that into the cinema that, where you have so to hand in your phones. Gross. What What do you think should be changed about the cinema going experience? Tweet us at Video Shop Pod. God damn. <laughs> uh, so, next week we'll probably do First Man and Bohemian Rhapsody. Yep. Two biopics. Yep. Why, Why not? not? We're not really going to compare them beyond the fact that they're both biopics. Yeah. Which one was a better biopic? Probably Bohemian Rhapsody. No, probably well, First Man, but Bohemian Rhapsody will be more entertaining. Bohemian Rhapsody will be more entertaining because I think there's going to be just straight up full songs in there. I think it's yeah. just going to be... yeah. I mean, it's, that's you the, like Queen music, right? Here you go. Why would you not try and sell a movie based on I that premise? I know, right. Um, yeah. No, I, I, maybe we'll try and do some reading. We'll do some reading on Freddie Mercury and Neil Armstrong. Yeah. I will try and do some reading on Freddie Mercury. Well, I was going to say, should one of us take... Each person? Oh, yeah, we could do that. Uh, you want to take Freddy? I'll take Neil. Sure. I was going to say, we'll, ha- we'll flip for who gets Freddy. Because <laughs> well, Neil Armstrong seems boring. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I like space. I like space stuff. I, sure. I already have some inferred knowledge from that. Go like, I already, like in, the, like, in the movie, I already knew, I, I was like, this is going to happen next. Mm, yeah. Because yeah. I like that kind of stuff. Cool, so you and you turned to me and you gave me a thumbs up with like when it went 1968 and I'm like one more year, Cal. Yeah, I know. One more year. That's oh, why I is turned, that why you gave me a thumbs up? Because we're getting close. Up. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought you were saying we're there, and I'm like, <laughs> not quite. Keep it in your pants for a second. Don't blow your load too early, Cal. <laughs> That's another movie I was busting for a piss during. Yeah, yeah, me too. I can't remember when I pissed. Apparently, there's like a, a website that tells you the best times to go and have a piss based on user inter- interaction. Wow. That's but, interesting. Um, but also, you're not going to check that during the movie. Or you go into the movie checking it and then time it. Well, see, that's the thing. You're not going to know when. Like, you're not going to have all this information mm. ready to go before you go to the movie. Yeah. I mean, unless you're seeing it at the very end of its run. Yeah. So, this this app is useless. But, but yeah, if you it's make fun that app, exists. If you make the app, tweet us, and we'll figure out some sort of way... <laughs> To make this work better. God damn it. Tell us about your movie going experience. What do you hate about it? We're going to get no tweets. Not a single one. <laughs> Hooray! Might, might get old Space Hamster or, or, or I can't remember anybody else's name. Check out the videoshop.com.au. When is there a new before the movie's out? Have you guys done the Sam spe- yeah, choice? Yeah, with the one where you picked all the things. Yeah, we did that. You, you picked one that we'd already done though. I know, I saw that. Like, But you hadn't released it yet. 
Oh, okay, yeah, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. That's so right. I'm sure I get roasted on it, even though it's not my fault. Oh, uh, no, 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 we, we didn't we didn't roast you too bad, yeah. but we just didn't <laughs> talk about that movie. Oh, that's fine. I'll listen if I really In fact, can. I don't think Bob would have brought it up if I didn't bring it up. Lol. Because I'm like, Bob, we already talked about this one. And he's like, yeah, I know, but Sam's an idiot, so... Wow. <laughs> I'm going to tweet at Bob. You, Bob you... doesn't have a Twitter. Um, I think he does. I don't know, man. I don't go on Twitter. Tweet us. At, at Caitlin Jenkins. <laughs> Follow Cal. He doesn't tweet much. I put out a tweet today. I'm thinking I might... Oh, no. Now I got nothing. Because I'm trying to figure out a better way to use social media because I want to delete my Facebook. Apparently Instagram's the hot... (coughs) But, I don't know. It's connected to Facebook, isn't it? Yeah, it's owned by the same people, but apparently it's really nice because it's just photos. Anyway, have fun, kids. And we'll, we'll we'll catch you next time. See you, nerds. Bye. See you, nerds. Bye. See you, nerds. Bye. See you, nerds.